Hey guys, it's uh, David Barnett here from davidcbarnett.com and this week I've got a question from an anonymous YouTube viewer who wants to know what I think about roots like bread roots, chip roots, milk roots, etc. Let's think about this. Hey there guys, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, and now iTunes podcast where I talk about buying and selling businesses, local investing, managing your small business, anything really that people want to send me questions about as it relates to small business and entrepreneurship. Um, this week I got a question about roots, like a bread root. So for those of you who don't know, many companies out there um, who used to do their own direct distribution. So think about the bread truck that comes to a little corner convenience store and the guy comes in and takes care of all the merchandising. He, he brings the bread in the store, he loads the shelves, rotates the product, does everything for the store owner, so the store owner doesn't actually have to have staff setting up and making the bread display look nice, okay? So those companies at one time maybe used to do that work themselves, and, and then there was a period of time in the 80s and 90s when it became very popular to basically outsource all of that by making their employees contractors, right? So what a lot of these companies would do is they would actually sell the trucks to the driver and give him a fee either per loaf of bread or a percentage of sales that his route did or, or what have you. And in essence, what they wanted to do is they wanted to simplify their distribution operations and they wanted to remove costs from their own company. Because think about this, if you're a a delivery driver and you're paid by the hour let's say um, and you're driving a truck that's not your truck right you know do you make extra efforts to make sure you don't hit a pothole do you make sure that the oil is changed on time do you do all those things that the owners of things do to make sure that their things last because it represents you know an asset of theirs right so by making the drivers the owners of the truck and basically turning them into contractors, a lot of these companies, number one, simplified administration because now all they had to do is track how much bread, for example, a driver was distributing and then pay them according to whatever formula they were using. And uh, number two, they could get rid of the guy who managed the fleet, right? Because now they don't have to worry about oil changes and tires and all that kind of stuff because the drivers are going to look after that themselves. So. The question was, what do I think about this? Because, of course, as this business model has become more popular, some of these bread roots you know, make money and people, when they go to retire, since they believe that they have their own business, they are you know, putting them up for sale and people are buying them. So let's, let's look exactly at what this scenario is, okay? Number one, you've got a business where Basically, you work really hard and there are probably very few bread root owners who are able to hire other employees and get them to do the work for them, okay? So it's usually an owner-operator type of scenario. Um, number two, do you really own the customers or are they the bakery's customers, right? Who do the customers pay? Do they pay the driver or do they pay the bakery, right? And so if they're not your customers, does that mean if you have a dispute with the bakery that you can simply take all the business to a, a competing bakery? Likely not, because the competing bakery is probably already delivering to those stores. You know, when I go into a store, they usually have several brands of bread, for example, right? So you've got a problem of not owning your own customers and you probably only have one supplier, the bakery, right? So any business 
that I can think of where you have one sole source of supply and you don't have control over your customers, these things would weigh downward on the value of that business, right? The second thing is that um, these bakeries, the reason why they outsource, and other companies too, like you know, pop companies and candy companies and potato chip companies, there's a lot of companies that have done this. The other thing that they're getting you to do is not only are you a driver and uh, in charge of delivering and merchandising, but now you're managing the truck you're making the investment in the truck, you're replacing the truck when the time comes due. So you're probably doing those kinds of things after hours, right? And in my book, 21 Stupid Things That People Do When Trying to Buy a Business, one of the, one of the chief things that I point out to people is that they underestimate often the value of their labor. So they basically took drivers and they made them into contractors and then they got those contractors to do their regular work during the day and then in the evenings go and get the tire changed or change the oil or go and talk to the salesman about buying a new truck or leasing or what have you. So they outsourced tons of burden and expense onto their former employees while still retaining a great degree of control over these people. Because you know, if it doesn't work out between you and the bakery, basically you're out of business, right? So what do I think about them? Here's what I think. I think that it's not really a business. I think it's a job. And it may offer certain flexibility and tax benefits in that you kind of have your own business set up and there are things that you may be able to write off. But I think at the end of the day, if you truly recognize the fact that you're investing time and money into this small business and if you recorded all the time that was being spent managing this business and taking care of the truck, etc and you looked at the cash you put into a down payment on the vehicle, and you looked for a real fair market rate of return in, as far as investing in a small business goes into your down payment on the vehicle, et cetera, what you would find is that you're probably earning about as much as someone who had a job probably doing something similar, like driving a truck for another company. So while there may be some rare instances out there of a bread route that performs really well, the problem would be the risk involved in being in a business that basically has one supplier. And so it's something that I would certainly help someone look at and it's something that might be right for someone out there if they had little employment opportunities, if you knew that you could basically secure a level of income that you were gonna to need to support your family, and more importantly, if the deal could be structured in such a way to protect the buyer from risk in the event that there were some kind of problem or disruption in the operation of the bakery in the case of a bread route. Anyway, if you want to learn more about buying a business and how to look at it critically and how to you know, work the numbers and figure out what it's worth, etc., you should be taking my online course, which is at businessbuyeradvantage.com. Um, hundreds of people have taken it. No one's ever asked for a refund, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Um, you take the course. I show people how to find value, analyze, make offers for, do the paperwork on, negotiate, finance, etc. the small business that's right for them. And if you go to davidcbarnett.com, you should sign up for my email list because people on the list get the videos three days before everyone else, as well as any other special offers. For example, this summer I'm coming to St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm going to Orlando, Toronto, and New York City. I'd love to see you at any of those places. Go to davidcbarnett.com to learn more. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.